Oh, yeah, baby. We are live. Let's get this thing going right now. Hold up. Let's hear a little bit of music action because I got something for you before we get into today's. Oh, we're going old school over here. My man Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt. Let's hear it, baby. All right, all right. Let's go. We are live, back in action, not a fraction of information causing a distraction. The Sports Column presents the 3rd and 3 podcast, brought to you by StreamYard and Anchor Radio, with special thanks to Frank Fear, who has a new show coming up called Joey P and Frank, debuting on July 15th. We all know Frankie and Joe has covered the NFL for six decades now and was an award-winning media guy in Baltimore, all right? winner of the Maryland Sportscaster of the Year Award, and he is also a four-time winner of the MDDEDC. Don't even ask me to go over that again. Press Association Award for Sports. So I think that's pretty cool right there. I like like that. So our boy Frankie's coming out with uh, with the podcast, guys. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait for it. Can't wait. And uh, here with me, as always, the backbone of the squad, hitting hard, with her sports opinions, let's welcome Miss Tricky Nikki Gist. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm excited to be here. Another week. We're getting closer to football season. Very exciting. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Training camp coming up in a little bit, D. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. What's happening? My right-hand man, the kid with the flow, to make sure you know I give you the real deal, Damian Adams. What's up? Doing good, man. Like Nikki said, we're getting closer to the season. You can smell it. Yeah. You can smell football in the air, and it just makes you so yeah. excited. Can't wait for that first person to get just smacked on the opening <laughs> kickoff. I'm just ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what's going to happen unless they make some new rules this year where you can't touch anybody on a kickoff. Who knows what's going to happen with the NFL? But, guys, my name is Jason Fearman, the sports prophet, ready to make predictions as we start breaking down each division in the NFL. And today we start with the AFC East, which should be a really interesting division. But some other business to get to first, like our shot of the week, going to the Gridiron Guru. He's at Gridiron Guru 2. That's the number two. He's from the UK, but he knows more about American football than most of you guys. I have no doubt. He loves his fantasy football, as do we here at 3rd and 3. And he's also a fan of the show, and we're a fan of him. Thank you, buddy, for your support. We really appreciate it. That's why you get the shout-out. He's a great follow. He supports us. He retweets us. Look, again, follow him at GridironGuru2. That is the number two. You guys ready to get into the show today or what? Let's do it. Yes, sir. All right, we've got some business to attend to over here. Jay-Z, we're going to have to turn you off for a minute, even though we appreciate the music. We do start, unfortunately, neighborhood news with tragic news. Um, July 4th is, you know, a wonderful holiday that we all celebrate. We like to have a good time. But um, tragically, in the sports world, um, Columbus Blue Jackets goalie Matisse Kivenniex. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. I really he died at 24 years old in a firecracker accident. And, you know, first my heart just, you know, pours out to it, guys. But it also makes me think of past incidents and how careful you have to be in these situations, Nikki. Yeah, I mean, how heartbreaking. Has whole life ahead oh. of him. Just like, oh, just one of those, like, freak accidents. I mean, see, this is why fireworks. This could be an unpopular opinion one day. I'll save it. But not a huge fan of fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll save it for another day. Today's definitely not the day to do that, no doubt, Damien. But yeah, I mean, you know, we you know we had jokingly 
talked about JPP, you know, what happened to him, you know, he's still a great football player. So that's wonderful and everything, but these things can happen obviously into a 24 year old kid who had his whole life ahead of him, a goalie in the NHL living his dream. Damn, man. Yeah, that's horrible to hear. It definitely put things in perspective, you know, that you have to be careful whenever you're doing anything, let alone, you know, messing with fireworks any type of way. So, of course, you know, my prayers and condolences go out to his family, and you just hate to see something like this happen. Nah, you really hate to see this happen. I mean, let you know, let it be a lesson. We hate that these things have to turn into lessons, but, you know, let it be a lesson to, you know, not just kids, but adults out there who think that this is, you know, you could just go ahead and have a whole bunch of great time. It's going to be wonderful, and, and it can be, but you have to do it the safe way. So let's move on to other news, which is also kind of unfortunate. We, you know, we have an amazing Olympian here in the U.S., Shikari Richardson, who basically got disqualified from the Tokyo Games. Um, and she could have actually been on the relay team, okay, um, had she not been tested for cannabis, the weed, as Stephen A. would like to say. So she owned up to it. Um, she went on a show. I forgot. Maybe you guys remember which one it was. But she totally owned up to it, like the big girl that she is. And it was unfortunate that she can't run in the 100. But she had the opportunity to run in the relay. And they decided to go with another runner. Maybe it was because of, you know, what happened earlier with the cannabis, uh, Damien. But uh, I would have loved to have seen her in these Olympics. And now she's got to wait another, what, three years now because of the way it's gone. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. It's it's the rules. I get that, you know, and she said, you know, I knew what the rules were and I decided to do this anyway. Um, she had just lost her mother maybe two weeks prior and was dealing with grief. And her way of trying to cope was to smoke some marijuana, right? So I definitely can't judge her for that. You know, I don't look ahead her same way I would look at someone like a Josh Gordon, for example, or anybody like that. It's not a repeat offender. It's somebody who worked a lifetime for this opportunity and has lost it due to a rule that is just old and tired. Right. If it's not giving yeah. you a advantage on the field, the track, wherever you are, it shouldn't be tested for. Right. So if, you know, if she had HGH or steroids, of course, boom. But there's never been a time when I was high and I thought, let me go run fast. Like there's never been a time where that was like, you're not doing anything faster. No. Right. I understand it's like different strands and stuff now where it might help you focus or it might help you do these things. But there's no strand that helps you run faster. Like it's that's not no. that doesn't exist. Not to my knowledge. Anything, um, so anything I, you're going to run slower. Anything you're going to run slower. Exactly. You get off the couch. What are you talking about? You can't <laughs> tell me what you got. Man, you just go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's something that helps you with anxiety, things like that, for the most part. Uh, so for me, I just really hate that she's losing this opportunity. Um, she's young, so she should be around for the next Olympics. But you don't know what's going to happen yeah. between now and three years from now. It's a long time. That's right. So That's right. with the Olympics being every four years normally, you just hate to see this happen. I just wish that you know she can learn from this, deal with her grief, and become a better person from this experience and become a world mm -hmm. champion next year in the world championships 
and be ready for the Olympics next time around. Ah, man, it's it just really it's a bummer from the American side. But I'm still going to be excited to watch. I'm not going to protest. I don't think there's something that you should protest the Olympics about. I've seen a lot of athletes calling for that. I don't think this is it because, again, she broke the rule. It's not like it was something unjust. It's a dumb it's rule. Dumb. And maybe she'll be a pioneer in getting it changed. Maybe that would be something that adds to her legacy. Um, but it is the rule now. So I understand the punishment. She actually did get the lightest suspension that you can get. Like they only they mm-hmm. gave her 30 days which is the shortest amount that you could get per the rules. So again, it sucks that it happened and I get why she broke the rule and definitely no judgment there. But again, we can't say let it slide because she was going through something because the next person is going to say, well, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. So a slippery slope. Hopefully the rule gets changed uh-huh. permanently going forward, but you just hate to see it. I think that's what needs to happen. The rule being changed uh, going forward. So many states having it. And our, our boy Brian is weighing in right now saying rules are ru- rules, but weed does not make you run faster. Just like you were talking about, you know, it, you know, you would smoke all day, every day. If it would make you run faster, you know, like right before puff, you know, probably be legal in the Olympics, Nikki, if that were the case. So to me, this is absolutely ridiculous. She should have at least been on the relay team. I understand she broke the rules and she totally owned up to it. So, I don't really have a problem with them, you know, suspending her from the hundred, uh, you know, meter. Um, Cause again, rules are rules and I get it. I wish that she wasn't cause I think it's ridiculous, but the relay team, she definitely should have made. So that one boggles my mind a bit. Nick, what's your opinion on that? Oh, might've lost Nikki for a minute, but that's all right. We'll get her back. We'll get it back. I'm back. Well, that's what the, oh, there she is. All right, beautiful. Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you. So, yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on the whole thing. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's basically what you guys said. I really hate this for her. Like, I was so excited to watch her. And this is why I hate rules. I joke about it all the time, but I really do hate rules, especially this one. So stupid. Like, can someone tell me why men can take estrogen and women can take testosterone? And that's okay because that will enhance your performance. But I mean, this girl's anxiety is probably through the roof. She smoked a little tree. Like, come on, come on. Like, I hope, I really, really hope that the rules get changed because I do not think that this should be something that they test for at all whatsoever. It doesn't affect anything. So I would like the Olympics, the country, the world, everybody get with the times here and like, maybe let's move forward. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they <laughs> act like she's doing lines of Coke or something like uh, talk about uh, running faster. I mean, come on, but yeah, I, right. I yeah, you know, my work. Yeah, I just, I hate this for her, but I, yeah, I know rules are rules, stupid rule, but um. I wish there was something else they could have done. Like you said, at least maybe let her go on the relay team. Cause uh, you know, that sucks. You work so hard and yes, she made a mistake, but um, I don't know. I, I can't imagine the grief and pressure and anxiety that she was under as well. So I don't know. Was it yeah. better to maybe go to a bar and get wasted? I, I, I don't know. Maybe, but I, I hate that for her. So I, I hope we can bounce back and, and maybe we get some rule, rule changes here. Again, I understand them uh, implying the rule because then, you know, like Damien said, other people could get away with it if they, you know, were to go through this, that, the other thing. I'm not saying that they'd be making up some tragic incident or anything like that, but the rest of it, come on. After 30 days, she would be eligible to qualify for the relay team. So 
bunch of nonsense right there. Then there's a lot of crazy nonsense going on that I'm trying to catch up on over here with Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. And it's really more about Rachel Nichols from what I understand and a recording that she had spoke of in racial ways. And she was first Damien talking about women, um, you know, when ESPN trying to get their spot, but then it turned around where Maria Taylor had taken a job from her, um, which is not taking a job from somebody if at ESPN, you qualify and we think that you're better for a certain job or whatever it may be, then that's the person who goes. I mean, there's a reason why we see a lot of the same faces broadcasting games and doing sports center and whatnot and things like that. So this whole thing got way, way out of hand. And, you know, I would like to hear what Rachel Nichols, you know, has to say now. I, I hear that she has made an apology, but Damien, please elaborate on what has been going on over here. So this was actually last year when the recording happened. So last year, if you remember during the, I guess, the beginning of the pandemic, you had a lot of things going on socially, right? And during that time is when Maria Taylor really rose up in the ranks. And Rachel Nichols believed that her getting a job as hosting NBA Countdown during the NBA Finals, which I believe it was in Rachel Nichols' contract that she was supposed to do it. So that added to the anger, the fact that they actually broke her contract by giving Maria Taylor this job. Mm-hmm. She believed that the reason Maria Taylor got the job is that ESPN wanted to look better as far as their diversity during this time, right? Mm-hmm. So basketball being a mostly black sport, you want to have a black host hosting the countdown show. And that's why Rachel Nichols was upset. For me, I wasn't as upset with Rachel Nichols as others were, because if you listen to the recording, I don't believe her tone and I didn't get a vibe of. I hate this because Maria Taylor is black. I got this. I'm more frustrated with the situation because my opportunity got taken away more than she was mad at Maria Taylor. Now, of course, Maria Taylor is very talented. She deserves all the opportunities she's gotten. She does a great job on college game day, sideline reporting, hosting. Like she's a total package. I believe Rachel, I believe Rachel Nichols is also very talented as well. And the part of the story that kind of caught my attention was later on in the recording, I was reading a TMZ article and the person that she's talking to, who is the PR for LeBron was scheming up a plan to try to turn this on ESPN and say that, Oh, you guys are the ones that are pushing these women against each other when there needs to be more opportunities for women, which of course the latter is true. There need to be more opportunities for women on major platforms. I work, you know, I've had a bunch of women on my podcast who need to be on play, you know, major platforms doing their thing. Nikki should be on a major platform doing her thing. So there's a lot of talented women who don't have those opportunities to be on an ESPN or be on a main show on ESPN. But the thing is sometimes competition is inevitable. So when you look at somebody like Rachel and somebody like Maria, they do the same thing. They might do it in a different way, but they're both hosts. They're both sideline reporters. So if they're going for the NBA and they both want to be the top host of NBA shows, they're going to butt heads. So that's the thing that's naturally right. going to happen there. So I think that in this case, I don't think that she is racist in any way. I just think that she was frustrated and she was venting about an opportunity that she thought she believed that was hers. And I don't know how she personally feels about Maria, but I don't think this had anything to do with Maria personally. It was more about her not getting this opportunity. 
and it came off just in a, a very bad way in the recording. And plus, the recording is supposed, supposed to be a private conversation, mm-hmm. and it's something that mm-hmm. I don't think Rachel Nichols is. I don't know her personally, but I don't think she's racist. Um, I just think that she was frustrated about the opportunity that she thought she should have had, and it came off in a very bad way with this recording. And going forward, hopefully her and Maria can hash out the differences. But if not, hopefully she gets to talk to her and personally apologize to her. Because she did one on the jump, but it was very short, didn't really feel genuine. And Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson did more talking than she did, actually. So Mm. I think privately she needs to apologize to Maria Taylor. I know that, you know, she doesn't believe that she's a token hire because she's black, you know. So I think right. that's an unfortunate situation, but I don't look at Rachel Nichols any differently than I did before, just because she was frustrated and venting in that moment. Well, that you know that that's you know big of you to say also as a black man, just in general, for you to try to read between the lines. I for one have not heard the recording yet. Uh, for a second thing, I'm in love with Maria Taylor, and I wish that she was my wife. I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> She's so uh, beautiful. She really. I is. Have- I'm going to slip that in there right now. I just got to slip that in there. Um, yeah, my, uh, my opinion, again, because I have not heard the recording, is that no, I don't know if Rachel Nichols is a racist or not, but when you say these things, it does come out bad. And, uh, you know, obviously they're competing for jobs, even though maybe they could have been friends at one point, just like many other people at ESPN. And sometimes that can break a relationship. So maybe, you know, her intentions weren't toward Maria Taylor, Nikki. Maybe they were just because, damn, I didn't get this job. Not necessarily because she was, you know, a black woman, you know, now hosting the jump and everything. I don't know. I don't have the answer until I hear it out of her mouth. But, you know, I kind of hear, I'm hearing what Damien's saying. I'm not sure if she's a racist or not, but when these things are heard and said, it, you know, again, it, you know, it, it comes off the wrong way. Yeah, of course. And see, this is why I have trust issues. Cause you cannot say like, you just can't trust anybody like, you know, to vent to someone. Listen, we have all been there and to think that we have all vented and have been a hundred percent PC and have not expressed frustration maybe towards someone. Um, but your trust who you're speaking to. And let me tell you, I've probably said things a little out of character for me, out of frustration, nothing like disparaging, but I wouldn't want some of these things leaked. So I would assume Rachel Nichols was probably extremely frustrated. And I think it was probably just didn't come out right. And I bet if she could take it back, she would. Um, but yeah. Again, like the Olympic Committee has an opportunity to move forward, so does ESPN. I mean, you know, I, I think this narrative, you are pitting women against each other. Why can't you expand the seat at the table? I understand they do the same thing, but why can't you innovate? Why can't you move this company forward? You want to talk about diversity? Well, from a woman's standpoint, you know what diversity looks like? Let's look at ESPN Radio New York. Anita Marks is the only woman on there on Saturday morning. And she is fan friggin' tastic. Everybody else is a man. It seems to me ESPN thinks diversity is hiring black men. <laughs> like that. Why can't women get more of a voice? Why can't you give them both a seat at the table? Why can't you figure it out? You have all these creative minds and talented people, and you can't seem to bring the two of them together. What an amazing opportunity to push your company forward and truly embrace diversity, but you don't. You feed into this narrative. And I really, truly think it's disgusting. So uh, again, I think another missed opportunity 
Um, and they need to kind of reflect on themselves and maybe, hey, you know what? Let's figure out a way that both these women can work together because they deserve it. Yeah, well, they both deserve, like Damien said, you know, the highest of the highest at ESPN. You know, Rachel Nichols is another thing. I understand that she was more of an NFL person. So, you know, in that respect, she didn't even fit into the NBA circles, even though she was trying to, like Adam Schefter, like tried to for like a minute or two. And that didn't work out either. So, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, you stick to your sport. You know, that that's all. But Nikki, by the way, we're getting more call outs for you to be on screen more than anything right now. I just want to let you know that, by the way. People <laughs> oh, I know I see this. People are like, oh, should I be a catfish? I'm not. I usually work out right before and not always like camera ready. So, <laughs> there we you go. know, I'm usually like a sweat <laughs> You know what? She's getting ready for training camp. You know, it's two weeks away, so she's getting ready. That's what it's all about right there. Oh, man. Hey, listen, yeah, there was an NFL running back list I want to talk to you guys about. They ranked the top uh, running backs 1 through 32. I wanted to go through a few of them with you and see what you thought. Um, the first one was Derrick Henry. Do you guys have a problem with him being number one? Uh, not a problem. I can see someone else being number one because they're more versatile. But you come off a 2,000-yard season. Okay. I think you deserve that top spot. Yeah, all right. He's already thinking of Alvin Kamara. Um, but number two <laughs> came in. <laughs> I know you, bro. Number two came <laughs> in Christian McCaffrey, actually. So there's Derrick Henry, then Christian McCaffrey, and then Alvin Kamara. Nikki, what do you think of that? Uh, one, two, three. I'm sorry. What was it? I was reading the comments. It, no, it was Derrick. It was Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The, I'm telling you, the star of the show. Without you, we don't have a show. Yeah, it was no. uh, Derrick. Derrick Henry first, Christian uh-huh. McCaffrey came in second, and Alvin Kamara came in third. This is according to NFL.com. You know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I feel like Alvin Kamara could be a little bit more on the top. This is Maurice Jones-Drew rankings, by the way, who was an amazing running back, even though he was only three foot four. The guy was still amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was a human bowling ball. Yeah, he, well, you ain't kidding, man. Unbelievable. And you couldn't find him in piles, and then he would do a little Barry Sanders thing and pop out. It's like, oh, my God, there he goes. That freaking midget's running down the field. No, I'm kidding. I, he was amazing. <laughs> Dalvin Cook came in fourth. I, I'm not so big. Guys, I know Dalvin Cook is great, but he's so streaky, and he'll have bad games, you know, two, three in a row, and then he'll bust off two, three in a row. He's a little streaky for me. Nick Chubb came in fifth. Ahead of Ezekiel Elliott, probably based off of last year, who came in sixth. We having a problem with this? And then Saquon Barkley came in seventh, actually. Oh, well, I know Nikki's not going to like that Saquon Barkley placement there. <laughs> he's got to play. He's got to come back, though. He's got he's to have a yeah. good comeback. He will. Mark my words. He will. Yeah, I'm not you, mad. Me, Alvin- guys- Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not mad at Alvin Kamara at three. Uh, I get why Christian McCaffrey's at two because he gets more of a workload. I think Alvin Kamara is just as capable as Christian McCaffrey and can do just as much if he got the workload, but the Saints don't want to use him in that way because we have – it used to be Mark Ingram. Now we have Latavius Murray to have that build, that guy to be the power back for us, and Alvin Kamara can be more versatile in that way. So I think Alvin Kamara at three is not too bad. Dalvin Cook is a monster. Like when he gets going – 
he's an absolute beast. And that offensive line for the Vikings wasn't the best last year, so that could have been what caused what you were saying, those streaky moments. But he carried me in fantasy last year in one of my leagues. Like he was, <laughs> he was, uh, he's a monster when healthy. Um, that's the big thing with him is when healthy. Christian McCaffrey could say the same thing now when healthy. Um, so I think it's a good list. All right, not bad. Well, Nikki, you taking any any problems to this? Nick Chubb coming in at five, then Zeke coming in at six. I know Saquon Barkley we talked about. He's got to come back. Aaron Jones, who I thought maybe could have been a little bit higher, came in at eight. And you know who got a lot of respect, D? I know you're going to love this. Joe Mixon came in at nine. And not a lot of people rank him in the top ten. Um, yeah. Third year back now, Josh. Uh, yeah, but Joe Mixon, talk about that for a minute. Yeah, no, nah, Joe Mixon's really good. He just been on a bad team. But uh, nah, Joe Mixon can play. He's somebody who, if the offensive line improves, he can definitely get bigger stats and have more of an impact. I can see him having a bigger impact this year. They probably try to take the ball out of uh, Burrow's hand a little more this year to keep him healthy. So I can see Mixon having a good year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm looking through the list a little bit. We're going to stop in a few minutes here. But number 12 out of all the running backs, Nikki, I mean, Baltimore's got a bunch of running backs, but they went with number 12, J.K. Dobbins, second year, second year player. Does that surprise you? I'm shocked by that. Why are you shocked by that? Because he's the n- number 12 over guys like even, I don't know, Cam Akers had a better year, Austin Eckler, who's been so versatile. Um, you know, I mean, just other, even James Robinson, who had a great year last year. These guys, mm-hmm. Chris Carson, I don't know. I feel like these guys should be ahead of him. Yeah, maybe. But J.K. Dobbins, man, man, when he gets going, whew, I think he's going to have a big year. And I just need Saquon yeah. to get above Ezekiel Elliott in the ranking, and I will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what? Listen, if Saquon stays healthy, then he will be. He will be. There's no doubt. Another one that's ranked low, and, and D, if you wanted to uh, talk about that last one, Clyde Edwards-Solaire only at 17. I thought he was more versatile and better than that, but then he had his injury, so I don't know if they, they factored that in. But he wasn't really – he showed, like, spurts here and there, but as far as his production, it wasn't there. Um, I think that's more on the Chiefs than him, right, because they, they're just running the ball as their thing. Um, but yeah. I think that he'll climb up some more this year. At, but I don't mind him at 17. Somebody who hasn't had the ability to climb yet, yet they ranked at number 16. So half of the best you know, running backs in, in the NFL is Najee Harris, rookie who has not played yet, ranked at number 16. I have a major issue with that. You can't put in somebody who has not played in the NFL yet. Reggie Bush is a perfect example of that. They would have ranked him probably two or three coming, going into the uh, his rookie season, and he would have stunk it up. So how do you put in a guy who hasn't played yet? Yeah, no, I definitely get what you're saying. He's trying to project going forward. That's, you have to take a chance. You got to take a chance, and you believe. I do believe Najee Harris is going to be special. Now, I believe behind that Pittsburgh offensive line, he may struggle a little bit, but we'll see. But I think he definitely think he has the ability to be great. Yeah, he may have the ability. I know uh, somebody who does is already had the ability to be great, and that's Raheem Mostert. Nikki, they disrespected my boy at number 25. I'm mad. Oh, 25? Yeah. yeah that's bad. That does seem low. Yeah. You could He's just wish so quiet, quiet, you know, CEH. I mean, geez, like that. Yeah, that's disrespectful <laughs> right there. 
Yeah, that's some messed up stuff. And they actually had the audacity. They, Maurice Jones, true. I love you, bro. Like, I really do. I was a fan <laughs> of yours and I still am. How do you have Tevin Coleman ranked 28th? What in God's name are you thinking? He's playing for the Jets. He's not going to run anywhere. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. We have more to get to. We can't go on with this list forever, guys. Really, this, It'll give me another ulcer. I had one in 2007. I don't need to get another one right now. But let's get to the NBA playoffs, guys, um, before we get into tomatoes and applause and now play a player. There's still so much to get to, guys, and we appreciate you out there listening. Third and Three Podcast, much love to you. Listen up. The Suns, they took game one. CP3, my man, was awesome. 30 points, nine assists. But what in the world? DeAndre Ayton is a rebounding freaking machine. He had 22 points. I mean, Giannis played great. You know, we thought that he might have been hurt. So that was great that he played and, you know, looked the way that he did. Yeah, he was, he's, you know, kind of scringed a little bit here and there, uh, Damian. But um, the Suns, I just think that they're such a good freaking team. And, CP3, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton, that trio right there, uh, you want to call them a big three? I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, no, you definitely can call them a big three because Ayton has become a star in his role. He's not somebody you're going to give the ball to and step out the way, but he knows exactly what his role is. He's going to set screens. He's going to roll hard. He's going to rebound. He's going to run the floor. And uh, Jeff Van Gundy called it the three R's that he does well. He's going to run. He's going to rebound and he's going to do all the things that you need him to do in the process of the game to make sure that he's a star in his role. 22 points, 19 rebounds, and he's shooting a higher percentage because he doesn't take any bad shots. He's going to take what the defense gives him. If you give him a layup, he's going to take it. And he's really good with his hands. Like one of the plays was a fast break where Chris Paul gave him the ball and he caught the ball kind of like right at the free throw line. And usually a big man aren't good at catching the ball in that space because they either have to make a dribble or a quick move as they're on the run. And most mm-hmm. big men aren't agile enough or have a soft enough touch to make that type of layup. And he just got it, gathered, went around his opponent, nice lay. So he has a lot of skills, and I can see him being very, very special going forward. And Chris Paul, he talked about how Chris Paul has really changed him as a player. And you see that with Aiden. So it's definitely a big three that you see there. And he was yeah. big in that game. He's continued to be big in the series. Yeah, man, big brother, no doubt about it. 36 years old, Chris Paul still doing his thing. Again, one of my favorite players of all freaking time. It's him and Magic Johnson. I, I always have a hard distinction between the two of them. Who, who do I like more? I know Magic yeah. is a better point guard, you know, but CP3 is so close. I think he's the second best point guard of all time. I really do. That we can have another debate about that. You can talk about Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about John Stockton if you want to. Plenty others, Allen Iverson. But I think that CP3, when you talk about what a point guard is, he is everything a point guard is. And I know that he hasn't gotten to the finals until this year. But Damian, I just have to say that everywhere that he's played, they've won. They just haven't won the chip. Yeah, no, he's definitely improved everywhere he's been. You think about my team, the New Orleans Den Hornets, now Pelicans, uh, when he got there as a rookie, he improved us right away. And uh, the best team we've had as a franchise since moving, since the Hornets moved from Charlotte to New Orleans has been the teams that he was on. Even when we had Anthony Davis, who was this, you know, monumental talent, we still weren't better than those CP3 teams, especially the 08 year, which one of my unpopular opinions is I thought he should have won MVP that year over Kobe. And yeah. you have like somebody who's that good 
and can improve you that way at that young age. Imagine what he's doing now with the knowledge he has and can pass it on to the young players. Um, he he may be when you talk about the best point guards of all time. Of course, Magic's number one, but it's definitely a just a pile up there for number two. Like you have like you, all the names you mentioned: Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. You got to throw Steph Curry in there. Steph Curry is is funny because people don't think of him as a point guard, but he is a point guard, even though he's more, he's more. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he's, yeah. So it's, it's weird with him. Cause you, you don't want to put him as a shooting guard either. Right. Cause he's not your traditional shooting guard. And so it's kind of weird to right, where right. you rank him position wise. It's weird, but Steph would be yeah, in the conversation. Yeah. If you think of him as a point guard, he's in the That's conversation. The other guy that, that I think about is like, you know, like the perfect point guard, and then we're going to move on, is Jason Kidd. He's another guy who's got to be up there for me, too. Yeah, he's definitely in a conversation for you know, second best point guard of all time as well. So, yeah, it looks like another question we could put up on the third and three podcast page who's the second best point guard of all time and see what people got to say. Yes, yes. I can't, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. You know what? That, let's do, we're doing it. We're doing it. If you guys want to weigh in now, we'll, we'll go through it as we're going through our topics. No problem. All right, third and three. Here we go. Hey, we're a good question. There's just a little funny one for you guys before we move on to applause and tomatoes. If you were an NFL player, Nikki, but I mean, it's both of you guys. Nikki, I'm going to you first. If you were an NFL player, what position would you play and what number would you wear? Hmm. Put you, I you're right would on the spot. Play wide receiver, because as we know, that is my housewife's tagline that I never drop the ball when you throw it to me. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I never thought I never thought about what number I would wear. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Right, who cares? Like, who cares? I, whatever number I have, I will make it uh, marketable. Probably be the number one selling jersey. So I ain't even worried about the number. <laughs> It'll be like a fraction or something like that. That's where your number will be. All this be working out I do and why I'm not on camera and all this running I do, I would definitely be a wide receiver. <laughs> get my route in. Disappointing okay. all our fans as you are. Damien, what about you, bro? What would you do? What position? What number? So, yeah, I was always a quarterback growing up. You know, I didn't have the monster arm like you have, Jason, um, but I was a quarterback. <laughs> But I was a quarterback. I was accurate. I was a I was a black Drew Brees, if you will. <laughs> that, was, that was my thing, being accurate. And uh, you know, I even got some flag football championships from my Navy days. Uh, so yeah, I was definitely play, yeah, I'll definitely play quarterback. Uh I'll either be number one or number ten. One of those numbers. Nope. Okay. I, I actually like both of those numbers. As a matter of fact, I like both. I, I love like both number ten. I am number number 10. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Of course, Nikki loves the number 10. Eli Manning nut over there that she is. <laughs> we know why. And they are retiring his jersey. So, you know, there you go. That's another thing. So, well, yeah, that's, still that's, well, that's well deserved. <laughs> yeah, it deserves mm-hmm. that, no doubt. I would be, look, I play, I told you guys I've played quarterback with, you know, flag football, you know, and all, whatever, all that nonsense. So, I would change it. My favorite position, other than quarterback, is safety. And I would wear number 27 in honor of my fallen friend from many years ago when he was 21. I don't want to discuss it, but my man, AEK, I'd wear number 27 for you. I'd play safety, and I would hit the hell out of guys, man. So I would do that for you, brother. But, uh, yeah, safety position is like the quarterback of the defense or maybe middle linebacker. But I don't know. I just picture myself with, like, my long, you know, long flowing hair like Troy Palomalu one day and just, like, jumping <laughs> over the freaking center and sacking the quarterback. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right, Did let's get to some action ever, over here. Applause and tomatoes. 
Did you oh, guys yeah, ever play? Did you guys ever play in the um, Powder Puff games? Like I did that in cheerleading. It was our fundraiser where we would play a football game, and then the football team was cheerleaders, and they would coach us. On, did you guys ever do that? No, I, I didn't think that was a real thing. I always saw it on like show, like high school shows. I didn't know that. Was oh, a real it's thing. very real. It's very oh, real. Wow. It's my one taste of, of being a wide wow. receiver. It was glorious. that's dope that's dope though i like that very interesting all right how about that all right well a little applause right there all right so let's get to our applause and tomatoes right now we always start out with nikki so nikki take it away fire them tomatoes girl i'm firing them all right you guys probably already know where i'm going but hard knocks know why we have to do the Cowboys for the third freaking time. And here we go. The Dallas hype train's already pulling in. Oh, Jerry Jones is so excited. Yeah, I bet he is. Like, oh, my God. Oh, we're going to rally around America's team. This is They're already talking. This press release is ridiculous. Like, oh, this is their year. We're so excited. We're Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. This is your year for what? You do the same shit every year, which is fail miserably. Let's see. The other candidates were the Giants. Okay, you should put the Giants on because Saquon's going to have a hell of a comeback. The Panthers, the Cardinals, and the Broncos. I'm a Giants. Fan, but actually, I'm kind of interested in what the Broncos are going to do. I do not, we do not need to see Dallas anymore. We do not care. Stop hyping them up. You're gassing them up for what? It's not working. So, all my tomatoes, I am not watching Hard Knocks. This is what I'm boycotting. I, I'm just so sick of it. I am so sick and tired of it. It is enough. It is overkill. I just do not want to deal with anything Cowboys anymore. No hype train already. It's July 7th already. Oh, man, I should have seen that coming. I didn't know, but I should have seen that coming. Oh, man, we may have a knowledge for Nikki just killing the Cowboys today. That may be the that may be the topic. Oh, man, Nikki, I'm sorry. Are you going to even watch it? No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not watching it. Not for a second. You don't want to know about your opponent, you know, and then call no. up the Giants and let them know what's happening? No, you're not into it? No, oh, boy. No, not into it. They will oh, not get my viewership. Hard knocks, man. That's some reality TV. You want to talk reality TV? That's reality TV. So you, you can watch some of that and get that on your timeline, too. Definitely. It's a good, it's a uh, good what about show. You, D? I, I normally watch it, but I won't this year. <laughs> well, oh, well. Yeah. I'll, I'll fill you in if there's any good things. If they, you know, squeak any uh, scrimmage jobs in there or something like that, I'll let you know what happened. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Damien, what do you got? All right. So for my tomatoes. I'm going to also throw them at the NFL for not picking my Saints. My Saints have never been on hard knocks. (laughs) What is going on? Like, and part of it may be Sean Payton doesn't want to be on there because I think we've been finalists. I think like three or four times where they said, oh, the Saints are going to be our finalists to be picked up for hard knocks. And I've watched hard knocks, you know, a few seasons here and there. But I wanted to see my Saints on there. And this year would have been very interesting with the – uh, competition between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill going into a new era drew without Drew Brees, the post Drew Brees Saints. How do we look? Does it affect us in a major way? Is Sean Payton ready to move on? Is he able to have his genius show or was it all Drew Brees? Is this the year where he gets exposed? Like some people believe Bill Belichick was and 
Hard Knocks would have been a big story for that, but now we get America's team, quote unquote. Yeah. But later, when this is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can't. <laughs> this, this is just horrible, man. I'm all with Nikki. I'm going to watch just because you know it, it gets some good content to talk about on the show. But outside yeah. of that, I'm why again why. Just because Jerry Jones is going to be, well, that's the thing. It's going to be the Jerry Jones show. Yes. That's what makes me mad about it. <laughs> I want to, we watch Hard Knocks. We want to see the young guy who's like the sixth round pick who's struggling to make the squad, mm-hmm. but makes it as a special teams guy. Or like, I remember one year, like, it was all about this one linebacker who was trying to make it. Then he got cut. Like, we want to, yeah. <laughs> like, we, we want to have those stories where we live and die with the players. It's all going to be all about Jerry Jones. Uh, the coach, what's the coach name that you that you picked last year, Nikki, that you you hate now? Oh, the Mike McCarthy, be- yeah. Mike, <laughs> Mike McCarthy is going to be about him picking different food to eat before practice. This is going to be <laughs> – be- I just don't think it's going to be good, man. But Dallas Cowboy fans go so hard, man. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, they're going to have high ratings. They know what's going to happen. So business is business. I get it. But man, let's let some new blood in there. Get the Saints. Like she said, Denver's going to be interesting. There's a lot of interesting teams. Yeah. Even the Patriots have been very interesting this year. There's I a lot like of interesting teams. And you pick Dallas. I would like to see a team like the Cardinals maybe in there. You know, Kyler Murray, his development. You know, so I don't know. I'm with you. Dallas is not the right team. And there's, I hate the Cowboys, but that really even has nothing to do with my pick. Why? We already know their team. It's, there's no real mystery. We know who's starting on offense. We know who's starting on defense or lack thereof. So I, I'm with you. There's really no mystery, and it's whatever. Okay, so they better put on a good show. All right, my tomatoes are at the people driving. Turn on your fucking blinker. If you, I mean, I am just getting <laughs> fed up with this. I may have done this once last year, but I'm doing it again because these idiots are just driving me crazy. I'm not going to rant on and on about this, but really, I mean, when you're driving in the right-hand lane and you don't have a choice because there are other idiots next to you in the middle in the left-hand lane that all drive the same freaking speed, like they got together and huddled up before they went in their car and said, or on a Zoom <laughs> video, let's all go 22 miles an hour down a 55 freaking limit speed. Like, are you freaking kidding me already? And then the blinker thing. Just please lift up your left hand. That's all you got to do. It takes no effort whatsoever. Just lift up the hand, flick it or flick it down and let us know what direction you're going in. Because you know what? That's why they made it. They made it for that reason. So we know where the hell you're going and we don't smash into the back of you. All right, that's my freaking tomatoes. Let me get into my applause, all right? My applause, I'm going to baseball. I know we very rarely talk about it, but it deserves it big time. Shohei Otani, if you don't know him, he plays for the Los Angeles Angels, and he's like the best player in baseball right now. Voted into the All-Star game as a pitcher and a hitter. He's basically Babe freaking Ruth right now. It's next coming of Babe Ruth 100 years later, and he's a position player. He hits every night. And he's a pitcher, like I said. He leads the league in home runs, 32 of them. He hit another one today. He also leads the league in triples, which is really hard to do, home runs and triples. He can steal bases, and he knows how to play the game. Uh, He's amazing. He's got a 3.49 ERA, I believe, right now. It might be a little bit lower. I got to check on that. But even in the American League, that is really, really tough to do. He's 4-1. What more do you want? 
So he is just an absolute freaking monster from whether he's on the mound or whether he's at the plate. This guy has been major bucks this year, big time, showtime, Shohei Otani, unbelievable stuff. So for all you baseball fans out there, what he's doing this year is unprecedented. It's really unbelievable. So that's where my applause goes, guys, for baseball. I know that you have no comment on that because it's not me. <laughs> I had a question for you, Jay. Yeah. So do you think he's a type of talent that could bring the attention to baseball that it used to have? I think that he can bring more attention to Japanese players, to be honest with you. I don't think that he's really the, the brand market type of guy. And he's also, yeah, he's in L.A., but he's playing for a team that completely stinks. They're not the Dodgers. They're the Angels, yeah. you know. If he had been on the Dodgers, maybe a little bit different because they're a big market team. But because of the market that they're in and their second favorite, like the Clippers are to the Lakers in L.A., no, I don't think that he's going to bring more fans, but I definitely see him bringing more of, a, you know, more Japanese players. You know, I mean, listen, they, Japanese players are already great in baseball. They're unbelievable. Um, they do really well in the in the World Series, um, you know, of, of the world. It's really incredible what they do. So um, but yeah, I think I think more like that. But no, not for the league, unfortunately, because of the market. If, if it was the, Do the Dodgers. Yeah, then I would say yes. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, because I've been hearing about him, and they're like, like you said, they're saying he's basically Babe Ruth today, which is crazy to hear that, you know, because players are so specialized in what they do. So here it says somebody is so good at both pitching, hitting, and being a fielder yeah. is unprecedented, like you said. So for me, I might have to tune into the next Angels game I see just to check him out, uh, even though, because it's been a while since I've been in the baseball. But he's that type of guy that seems like he'll get your attention, just like when I was a kid and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were going at oh. it. That caught my imagination. It's like, okay, let me check this out. Let me see what's going on. So it seems like he's got that type of feel to him. But, again, baseball has been off of the national scene so long now. It seems like more of a regional sport. So hopefully he can bring that attention that baseball needs in some way. But you know what? The fact that you even brought up that question may show that I could be I could be wrong. That maybe he is. Yeah. Let's show it time. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's got to be got to watch him. If they start putting him on ESPN, you know, Angel Games, then yeah, then I think that things can happen definitely. So good question. I like that. All right, D. What do you got for your uh, applause? So for my applause this week, I'm taking it old school. I'm just gonna give it applause to an entire decade. <laughs> give my applause to the '90s. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was I was so unproductive. On Monday, uh, I had Monday off from my day job. They gave us off after the fourth. I called it National Hangover Day. They gave, <laughs> they gave it to us. <laughs> and I literally sat here and binge watched Sister Sister all day. I didn't nice. want to do anything, <laughs> anything else. And the 90s gave us so much quality content, classic content. We all know how I love Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Martin, Living Single, Sister Sister, Jamie Foxx show, Steve Harvey show, Wayne's Brothers. And this is all top of the head. I just named like eight shows. And that's <laughs> like without doing preparation. Like the 90s gave us everything. We talked about last week how 90s hip hop and R&B is the go to for any party. Any mm -hmm. age group can listen to it, can enjoy it. I feel like the 90s were the best decade. You know, I was born at the beginning of the 90s. So I feel like it was a great start. 
and that's what led to the rest. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're so like the, the Jesus that came in the '90s. You made everything good. It was, it was because of you. You're the reason. Yeah. I'm gonna take credit for it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now the, the '90s man, just so much great material came from the '90s man. So much great content, and even the bad stuff makes for funny stuff. Like Vanilla Ice makes for great stuff. You know, <laughs> Rice said, "Fred, I'm too sexy for my shirt." Makes for great stuff. Like yeah. all, even <laughs> like all the even the stuff that you make fun of is great from the '90s. So I just wanted to give my applause to the '90s after binge watching Sister Sister. <laughs> Think Jay is frozen there. Yeah. You here with me, Nikki? I'm here with you. What's your applause? So my applause is uh, I'm going to baseball as well. Um, oh. But I'm giving it to Brian Cashman. G, did, uh, G, why did I call you G? D, did you hear <laughs> the story about Brian Cashman and Gwen Goldman about the letter? I have not. Okay, so that's why I called you G, because I was looking up her name, so I made sure I'm <laughs> correct. Um, so back in 1961, um, Gwen Goldman writes a letter to the then Yankees GM, Roy Hamey asking to be the Yankees Batgirl. So she's like 10 years old at this time. And he writes back to her and he says, in a game dominated by men, a young lady such as yourself would feel out of place in a dugout. I'm sure you can understand, right? This is 1961. I guess that's a common response. So her daughter sends this letter to Brian Cashman and uh, I think it was last Monday, they made Gwen the honorary Batgirl. And I don't know if you see the pictures, but like, it is her dream. She looks so happy. She is smiling from ear to ear. So big applause to Brian Cashman for doing the classy thing and the right thing. And, you know, he wrote back to her and he said, here at the Yankees, you know, we were breaking down gender barriers and women belong everywhere that men do, including the dugout. So if anyone didn't see the story, go check it out. It is very, very heartwarming. So cool. And just to see Gwen so happy was, um, you know, you need a little bit of happy news uh, with all the nonsense going on these days. That's a great story. I just like find it out. So awesome. ironic. Yeah, I find it ironic that you brought up Gwen. That that might come up later. Uh, that that's ironic, really, isn't it? Ironic, don't you think? The '90s. There you go. There's some more stuff from the '90s. Alanis Morissette. I'm not the biggest fan, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys ready for Mount Player or what? Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's do it, guys. It is time now. We are like eight weeks away from like the start of the season already, if you can believe it. So we have eight divisions to break down. And we're going to start doing them right now. Mount Player Player, AFC East. This is a crazy-ass division, guys. There's no freaking doubt about it. So how are we going to do this? Are we going to go from last place to first place? What do you want to do, Nick? What do you, I'll let you make the call. Mm, yeah, let's go last place to first place. Last place to first place. All right, all right. Let's do it. Damien, why don't you start us off, man? Who is going to finish fourth in dead last in the AFC East? And why do you think so? I got to go with the T-R-A-S-H, T-R-A-S-H, <laughs> trash, 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 the Jets. got to go with the Jets. <laughs> uh, you, you know, they're, I think they're moving in the right direction. They may be taking a turtle's pace, 
Um, <laughs> but they're they're moving in the right direction. It just won't be in a direction that <laughs> brings them above fourth place in the AFC East this year. You got a rookie quarterback. Uh, you mentioned Tevin Coleman behind the offensive line. That's not really, you know, going to bring the most confidence out of you. Uh, looking at their roster, wide receiver wise, you got Denzel Mims who. Didn't really give you much last year. You're trying to see him take a, a quantum leap, if you will, this year. Corey right. Davis, uh, Jamison Crowder. I feel like he's been around forever now. Uh, you know, it's not really a roster that is stacked with talent. Cornerback, I don't know any of the cornerbacks. Um, yeah, so it <laughs> seems like if the if the defensive line is not getting there, he's really not going to stop anybody. Um, so they got some talent there. I like C.J. Mosley, middle linebacker, if he can stay healthy. But – Outside of that, it's going to be a rough year, development year for the Jets. Yeah, look, man, I agree, Mickey, I agree with him that they're going to finish in fourth, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. I think they could win six or seven games this year, and I think it's going to be based off defense. Look, my boy Robert Sala is over there now, and that man knows defense, and he's going to make these guys play defense hard. So they're going to win games, if they are, by you know, running tough, having a little trickery on offense because they also brought over Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brother, the head coach in Green Bay, who ran the offense for Kyle Shanahan. So you can see a lot of that with the Jets if they can pull it off. So I think that they will be better than people think, but I'm still going fourth place with the Jets, Nikki. Oh, yeah. I I definitely have them fourth place. D, while you have their roster up, do they have a backup quarterback yet? So um, no, Flacco the Eagles. Yeah, Flacco's gone. So they have listed as their backup quarterback, James Morgan. Let's learn a little more about James Morgan. Oh, okay. All right, what? Zach Wilson. I better hope nothing happens to you. And, <laughs> uh, uh, James Morgan was a fourth-round pick in last year's draft out of Florida International. Uh, yeah, he played guy. at Bowling Green, too. Yeah, 6'4", 229 pounds, you know. So uh, looks like more of a lumberjack than a quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's a redhead, so for your gingers out there, you might be rooting for him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so that is my big concern. You have a a rookie quarterback. They still don't have – I mean, if you're the Jets, aren't you going to – you can go get a veteran – with some for some value here, you don't have to break the bank for them. I, I mean, I would do that, or you just you're just hoping that nothing happens to Zach Wilson and this who is he, Mr. Morgan? This guy can come up yeah. and take the basically reins. a rookie, like he's second yeah. year, or basically a rookie. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I, they, they I, didn't it just want, concerns me. They didn't want any threat behind Zach Wilson. They wanted full confidence that he's the number one guy in James Morgan or. Josh Jefferson or any other freaking name that you can pull out of your head right now that we don't know is not a threat to you being the starter, no matter how how many mistakes you make. So I think that's the mindset they went with, and it's pretty freaking stupid. So uh, Robert Sala, maybe if that's your first move, uh, yeah, yo, I don't know about that one so much. That's a toughie right there. (laughs) So we all agree the Jets are going fourth. Now, third place, guys, I had a really tough time with this one because Mm -hmm. the three other teams – I think really good, but I ultimately went with the Patriots because I don't think they're going to score enough, and I don't know how great the defense is going to be. I know that Cam Newton's going to start, but I feel like Mac Jones is going to get in there at some point unless Cam Newton is running a perfect offense, and 
I don't know that he's going to. He's going to have more time now. He's got, you know, two new tight ends to work with, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. Uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne is over there. Nelson Aguilar, you know, he's got players to play with. I know that they're, they're go- going to run the ball more and they're going to use him in the running game. So again, we got that playbook and we also got players coming back. So we know they're going to be better, but how much better they're going to be. I don't know. Cause I don't think that defense is up to par Damien, like they used to be. And I don't think that offense is going to be scoring 30 points a game. I struggle with this one as well, but I'm going with a bold prediction. <laughs> I got Miami finishing third in the division okay. this year. Um, I'm not a Tua believer. And, you know, it, we didn't see that much last year. So hopefully he proves me wrong. Definitely not wishing, you know, that the young guy has a bad career. But what I saw last year, this team is going to be looking for a new QB. So, and if I'm correct about that, they're going to finish third in this division behind the Patriots and the Bills. Uh, looking at the Dolphins, they do have a good roster, right? Looking at their roster, they do have a lot of talent there. Uh, and outside of Tua, they do have Jacoby Brissett as their backup. So that's a good backup. So if things go wrong with Tua, Brissett somebody who can come in and really hold down the fort for you. Um, you got Miles Gaskin at running back. Uh, you got you got William Fuller. That's a, that's a risky one at wide receiver along with Devontae Parker. Right. Uh, Defensive-wise – Got some got some talent there, especially at cornerback with Byron Jones yeah. there, along with Xavier Howard. Uh, so they have talent there, but we all know it comes down to the QB position. So if Tua Tagovailoa isn't ready to take that mantle, which I don't think he is, I got Miami finishing third. All right, so you're basing a lot of this off of Tua right now from what I'm hearing, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, they, right. The rest of the roster is good. Yeah. I, th- I think so, too. And, um, you know, I'll get to mine in a minute. But, um, all right, so you're a little bit low on two and not sure. And, you know, we will see. We'll see if they let him loose this year. It was a different season. Uh, he didn't even get to go, but practice with the first team until, like, weeks four or five or something like that. But, Nikki, who do you have third? Um, I, too, have Miami at third. And okay. I struggled with this because, listen, obviously I think we all know that we're going to have Buffalo number one. I feel like this two and three battle goes um, by way of Tua, right? If he comes out and he has this big year and he's just phenomenal and he's got so, – so with Miami, like now you've got the supporting cast. It looked all right. It was subpar. But now, Tua, you got the supporting cast. You know, like I said, I, I don't like taking the kid out just because he makes a mistake and we want to save the day. I don't like that. But if he can take that big step forward, then yes, I do think Miami has the tools to overtake the Patriots. I I don't really think that that's going to happen. I am with D. I think that Miami is going to be looking for their future quarterback sooner rather than later. I think the Patriots, like you said, they pay their two tight ends. They're going to go two tight end set. They're going to run the ball. Cam is really, really effective on the goal line. I know his mechanics kind of, you know, kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. I know he was dealing with like long COVID uh, symptoms. So we will see. But I I think that the ground and pound approach that the Patriots are going to take this year Think that's going to help them hang around a little bit more and just kind of be a pain in the ass to Buffalo. And it might help them hang around for a wild card spot. Yeah, well, you see, Sony Michelle, they are going to be running the ball, which I think they are going to be running the ball and maybe even running some option here or there. We got to see Sony Michelle stay healthy and do his thing. And that's something that we didn't really see last year. So 
a part of that, we're relying on him. And the reason why I went with um, Miami two guys is because I do believe in Tua. I really do. They won with him last year. Now, they weren't putting up a ton of points, but they weren't turning the ball over. That's one thing they were not doing. He wasn't throwing a lot of interceptions at all, as a matter of fact. I know they brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick to save the day a couple of times, and now he's not there anymore, so he doesn't even have to worry about that happening. Like Damien said, they have a stacked team. And as long as Tua doesn't screw up, and I think that he's better than that. I think that he's beyond just not screwing up and managing a game. Again, when he was at Alabama, we talked about it. He was throwing the ball 60, 70 freaking yards down the damn field. They haven't let him do that yet with Devontae Parker, who can blow the top off the ball maybe, and uh, who they got this year, Jalen Wallow in the draft, right? You know, yeah. so give he's him more weapons, which they got. Mike Isecki, you know, he, he's got weapons over there, and they have a really good defense. And Brian Flores is a freaking great coach. He's one of my favorites out there. So that's why I got them at number two. And it's a close number two to the number one, who obviously you know I'm going to go to after that. But we're going to hear your guys' number two right now. But I really like Miami, and I do believe in Tua. Do I think he's a world beater like, like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady? No, not necessarily. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but – He's got. He's the kind of guy I think that's going to develop into a really good quarterback, maybe even great one day. We'll see. So um, I believe in Tua more, and because that team is so well coached and they are so well rounded, I think they'll finish in second place. So, Damian, who do you got for two? You're gonna so surprise two, the hell New- out of me. <laughs> nah, two. I got New England. Uh, I believe Cam Newton's going to have a turnaround year this year. I think. If this is true, we're not going to see Mac Jones this year, except for like mop up duty. If they're blowing a team out like the Jets, um, <laughs> outside of that, you're going to see Cam Newton playing this year. You mentioned Sonny Michelle, Damian Harris, James White. They're going to run the rock a lot. Um, we saw that Nikhil Harry asked for a trade, which if they yeah. trade him, they're not going to really miss him. Uh, you got Jacoby Myers. Nelson Aguilar has really improved from his days of not being able to catch the ball in Philly. Uh, Kendrick, <laughs> uh, Kendrick Bourne, and you mentioned the tight ends, John Smith, Hunter Henry. It, like I, I look, I like what they're doing. I like the look of it. Like I can imagine them running a lot of twelve, which you know, one running back, two tight ends, and really just pounding the rock. You still got Cam who could run the ball, and then throw over the top with Cam as well. Um, their defense is getting some players back that they didn't have last year. I think the defense is going to be better this year. Along with that, just Bill Belichick's not trying to sit back and have two straight losing seasons while Tom Brady's going to be favored to win another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's not going to take it lying down. I can see this team making the playoffs. You know, I can see him making the playoffs too. There may be three teams coming out of the AFC, Nikki. It's really possible. The Patriots have definitely improved. There's no question. And again, Bill Belichick is their coach. So I can totally understand why Damian went in that direction. Yeah, and it's basically the same reason I did. I do not foresee Bill Belichick having another <laughs> losing mm-hmm. season. No way, no how. Like I said, Cam is really, really effective on the goal line. I do think he's going to bounce back this year. I'm excited for his press conference outfits. That's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> um <laughs> But I I do think the Patriots are going to turn it around. Like I said, they're going to go ground and pound. I think they're going to be a nuisance to Buffalo. I think they might hang in for a wild card spot. I really do. I'm I'm pretty high on Patriots. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Jay. But I was going to say, speaking of the Cam Newton collection, I like the hat you got on there, Jay. 
<laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Right now, huh? <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> D, I love it. That was good. That was good. No, I, look, I could I could see them winning ten games. I, definitely at ten and seven. It's so hard to even say that right now. It's still so freaking weird. I wish they would change the rule back to sixteen. But I, they mm-hmm. can win ten games with that team, and that could put them in the playoffs. I just happen to really like Miami, and of course, I love my number one Buffalo. They were in the AFC Championship last year, and they are definitely a Super Bowl contender. There's no doubt about it. They're just going to keep getting better as Josh Allen took that. Quantum leap. <laughs> he did that. My man Damien predicted that before the year even started last year. And damn, man, he was freaking amazing. And I expect that. God forbid the man gets hurt. The one thing he does have to do is stop running the ball so much and trying to bull over people. It is going to get him hurt one day. He's going to get a bad shoulder injury, God forbid. So stick back in the pocket. Run when you have to. Scramble. You got guys you can throw the ball to. Um, but maybe just stay away from Cole Beasley because he's not going to get vaccinated. But I love the Buffalo Bills anymore. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what's in it. That's right. Yeah, you got to go, go, go to the, go to the lab, throw out the beakers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jay, I'm right there. I'm right there with you on Buffalo being number one. They are definitely a Super Bowl contender. I think they'll be even better this year adding Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver. Uh, one thing I hope they do is run the ball more. I didn't like their run to pass ratio last year. Uh, you mentioned Josh Allen. One of the reasons he's running so much is because no one else runs the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like run the football, have some balance there. Now you got play action. Now you got Stefan Diggs or you got Emmanuel Sanders going deep. Emmanuel Sanders was our deep threat for the Saints last year when we had somebody who could throw the ball down the field. So, I think that they have a good roster here. That defense is still really good. The only shaky part is the cornerback outside of Tredavious White. You know, like mm-hmm. the other side, you're kind of like, eh. You know, right now they got mm-hmm. Levi Wallace. That name doesn't yeah, really right, right. You know, spark, spark confidence in you. Um, but outside <laughs> of that, they have a loaded roster there. So I think that Buffalo will continue to be along these lines. And, you know, they will make their prediction true from last year and they continue on their quantum leap this year. Yeah, uh, Nikki, it doesn't look like anything is stopping the Buffalo Bills right now. Sean McDermott, very good head coach, maybe even great if you want to call him that. They're on the road. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I don't I don't expect any anything to change. Like I said, I think maybe if anything, you know, Patriots are going to give them a bit of a hard time. Um, but no, I don't think anything changes. I think you know, they had a quiet free agency. They got who they needed to get in the in the draft. They had to beef up in the trenches there a little bit. Um, and oh, Josh Allen and, and his chemistry with Diggs is just, they were second highest scoring team in the league last year. So, um, I'm looking for, you know, even bigger and better things for them. I just, I think that no one in this division can, can overtake them. I think that offense will yeah, be way Yeah. The, the offense, like you said, you, you, you nailed it. the second highest scoring offense and the defense should be better. I think they get lackadaisical at times because they are putting up so much points. So I think that they'll install that. Sean McDermott will say, listen, guys, we got to play tough defense four quarters no matter what is going on right now. So, um, yeah, we all like Buffalo. We differentiate uh, at number two. Nikki and Damian have 
the New England Patriots, I got the Dolphins, and then I got the Patriots at number three. Of course, they got the Dolphins at three, and we all see the Jets, unfortunately, coming in last. But with Robert Sala being there and Mike LaFleur coming from my 49ers, I do see an improvement with them. Uh, not necessarily playoffs, though. So we'll get playoffs. into that. <laughs> yeah, playoffs. Oh my God! If the Jets make the playoffs this year, I'm just I'm going to Mars. Like I, I just can't be <laughs> anymore. I am right. happy to look at Robert Sala on the sideline now. That that is fine. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with that. And she is coming through for the ladies. Coming yeah. like what was the last right. week, Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Yes, thank you for that yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. I appreciated it. <laughs> no, but it's. It's all fair though, because we all have our moments where we talk about '90s crushes and whatnot. So it's definitely yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, fair that she come comes through with for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know these ladies listening Taylor. to the show, right? We have we have yeah. female listeners. We definitely I already definitely shout to our lady listeners out there. <laughs> oh man, I also love this, guys. This is so much fun. I can't wait to do this right here. This is my recital. I think I it's what? very vital. Ready? That's right on time. Let's do it. Go. Rock around that right on time. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 It's tricky to rock around. To rock around that right on time. It's tricky. 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 By now, somebody should have told you. It is knowledge with Nikki time. It is ready to go. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know that we're probably going to go 0 for 8, but we love it anyway. <laughs> Nikki, let's make it happen, girl. What do we got going on this week? I just have to say, honestly, the dancing, like it is the best part of the show. I mean, you just put that, <laughs> put it up. That's it. <laughs> Yo, me and Damien, we'll cut a rug, man. Watch out, ladies. We're coming through. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. So you guys have been doing real good with the NBA recaps. And now I want to test your postseason stat knowledge. So oh, okay. let's see how you guys do. So this is NBA. This is postseason only. Okay. And stats have been up. This is as of last night. All right. So I made sure I was accurate with my stats. Who goes first this week? All right. Jay? All right. Uh, I went first last Jason week, I think, right? The Europe. Oh, it oh it is me this week. Okay, so no, no, no. You guys who probably have much better memories than I do. What are you kidding me? I'm the oldest one on the show, so I'm sure I'm up. I'm sure you guys are right. All right, so Nikki, it's it's all NBA. What now? It's all NBA. It's postseason stats, so it's no no regular season, and they are updated as of uh, last night, July sixth. Okay. And this, okay, this so could NBA be players who are right. players who are currently playing, who are done play. It, it, it could be a mixture. Okay, cool, cool. All right, all right. I feel like Demon's going to get me in this one, but I'm going to try my hardest. <laughs> all right, let's rock. All right, so we're going with Jay, right? You're going first. Yeah, Jay. I'm first. Okay. All right, Jay. So I got my pen. <laughs> How many players have 1.3 steals per game this postseason? Uh, 
Um, I'm just trying to think logically. Three? No. D? Exactly 1.3? Exactly 1.3. I'm going to say four. I'd give it to D. It was five. It's five. All right. New was a low number. Couldn't be that high. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys know who it is? All right. D1. Hang on. Uh, do I know who it is? Mm-hmm. All right, 1. let's make sure we're, all back. we're good. One point yeah, three good. steals, huh? Five. All Interesting. Right, Jay. Okay. All right, Nick. All right. all right, number two. All right, Donovan Mitchell finished this postseason with how many assists per game? You said Donovan Mitchell finished with how many assists per game? Uh huh. And the postseason. Um. I would say 5.6. Jay? I'm going to go a little higher and say 7.2. Oh, Jay, I'll give it to you. 5.5. Oh. Well, yeah, right. You give it to me. I'm a decimal off. What are you out of your mind? Damn right. I got a point. Let's go. D was a whole number off. I was a decimal off. You're definitely giving that to me. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, all right, number three. Ooh, hold on. Uh, Patrick Beverly had how many blocks per game this postseason? Zero. D? I'm going to go 0.5. 0.7. Uh. I, I will give it. I will, I will, I will give it. I'm in a giving mood. <laughs> <laughs> Were you giving it to D? Yeah. Zero. Zero zero should be good enough, but all right, let's give it to (laughs) Keep him. This guy's freaking price is right in the shit out of me right now. He's just one up in everything I'm saying. I can't wait to get it. 0.1. 0.1 would have been a one. He still would have won. She would have given it to you (laughs) also. You sneaky thing that you are. All right, tricky Nikki. Let's go. All right, Jay. This team's average field goals attempted was 89.3 this postseason. Do you know what team that is? Clippers. No. D? I'm going to go with the Knicks. Miami. Oh. Really? See, I know it was one of those teams that had like a slower pace, and Miami really sucked this postseason. and i thought the question wrong i was thinking i thought you said 114 i don't know what's wrong with me all right we it is two to one damien all right d ready yeah okay here we go lebron james averaged how many three-point attempts this postseason Mm. i'm gonna say seven per game Jay? That's I was gonna say six. Eight. Ah, uh, went off. Okay. How much is it? Eight. Oh, it's eight, really? No kidding. Okay, I didn't know that many. I thought he cooled down a little bit. All right. So D gets that? I think so. All right. All right. Three to one. All right. Here we go, D. 
Carmelo Anthony averaged how many minutes per game in the six games he played this postseason? I'm going to say 20. Jay? I was I'm right in the same arena as you right there, buddy. Um, I'm going to go with uh, 18. 23.8. Ah. 23. All right, a little more than I thought. Okay. Maybe you should have sat a little more. Maybe they would have won. This goes back to my Knicks days, all right? He pissed, he gets me upset. All right, that's all I got. Damn, he just pulled out the. Yeah, really. Who's he loose? Oh, gosh. All right, D. This postseason. Two players averaged an even 17 points per game. Not 17.1, not 17.2, an even 17 points per game. Can you name those two players? Wow. 17. Dang. Such a weird number. Like, not stars, but not role players. Exactly. (laughs) I did it. (laughs) Oh, man. 17. I'm going to go with R.J. Barrett and Kevin Herter. No. Jay? Uh, (laughs) I'm just – I'm going to go – I got one in my head. Let me just make sure I got this other guy. I'm going to go Clint Capella and Joe Harris. Tim Hardaway and Norman Powell. Ah, that's oh. Tim Hardaway was the only one, other one scoring outside of Luka for Dallas. That's a good one. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, good question. All right, D, last one. Okay. Okay. It would be way too easy for me to ask you who the leading rebounder is in this postseason. So instead, I will ask you, who is dead last in rebounds per game at 2.7? Wow. Uh, two, dead last at 2.7 rebounds. Um, I'm going to say, man, 2.7 rebounds per game. I'm going to say, that is Ben Forbes from the Milwaukee Bucks. No. Jay? <laughs> this is any player that's played? In the postseason. In the postseason, right. Um, is it uh, Eric Payton from the Knicks? Terrence Mann, Clippers. Oh, wow. I thought oh. Terrence Mann was getting more rebounds than that. Okay. Yeah, me too. All right, guys. Yeah, not too bad. All right. Well done, Damien. You got me. Price is right, baby. The price is right. <laughs> Nikki fell back for me. She gave me a basketball one. <laughs> I knew D was going to take this one. You guys stole this one from me. I feel like it's a thieving thing that just happened. I got one up. <laughs> one up over there. Like I didn't. Zero. Nope. It's 0. 0.7. Damien wins. Black. He said 0. 0.5. Said zero, 0. 0.5. Should zero should have been it. Zero. Zero. No, not no, it was almost, I don't it was almost one. 
almost, yeah, almost, almost, almost one. Yeah, almost. And horseshoes and hand grenades. That's about all accounts. And that's Gay it. is so, so salty when he loses. So <laughs> salty. I am. I'm, crocodile tears is what's happening right now. All right. Well done. Well done, everybody. Well done on the questions. Well done, Damien. And well done by me just not getting it correct. I only got one right over there, but uh, I felt good about my answers until Nikki told me I was wrong. So well, let's go with something where better than the 4th of July one last week. Well, that was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that really was. We just got pounced on that one. Did we get any questions right or were we over eight? I think I got one. I think you guys got one. Got one. one. Wasn't yeah, we had, a tie, we had to go to the tiebreaker. Yeah, we had a tie. oh, oh, yeah. got the, the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, we had to go to the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yep. yep. The tie, that's right. The tiebreaker. And Damien won it. That's right. We had two tiebreakers. Uh, yes, because he, he said 54 and it was 56. I mean, if you guys want me to that's be right. like, yeah, if it has that's to be right. exact, then, then we'll No, we like the, the, right. the little, little room. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We got a little wiggle room in there, obviously, as you can see. Yeah, no and doubt. how do you how do you grade your papers? I'm grading on a little bit of a curve here. I'm trying to give you guys a little leeway. Well, I, I, I'm tough. If these, if, listen, I'm that. tough on my kids. You're not an A. Like you start with an A, and then you can only work your way down. All right. So oh, if you just do the right thing. <laughs> that's me. You have an A right now. Every single one of you. You start messing up, your grade goes down. You A minus, you B plus, you B minus, and so on and so forth. So don't screw with me. That's how I get them to listen. All right? That's the plan. That's the goal. I feel That's like I'd be the opposite. Do. I should have did like that when I was a substitute. Yeah, you should have, Dave. You <laughs> all start with Fs, and then you work your way up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoever kisses well, my butt more, rooks their way up to an A. Mm -hmm. This is how it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it works. That's all. That's all. Whoever brings me the most candy, most food, you know, all that sort of stuff. Collect all the equipment after, uh, you know, PE's done, so I don't have to go get it myself. You are winning. Absolutely. There's no doubt. <laughs> Speaking of winning, there are teams who have not won the Super Bowl, like 12 of them, all right? And we have, what, 32 of them in the NFL? Come on. What's the matter with you 12 freaking teams? What we're going to do is we're going to go through these 12 teams right now, and at the end, what's going to come out is – who we think is the team most likely to win a Super Bowl next out of these 12 teams. So in no particular order, I started with the Arizona Cardinals, maybe because there's an A in their freaking name. I don't know. So we got Arizona Cardinals right now against the Carolina Panthers. So let's just start there. Do we think Arizona or Carolina at this moment and going forward has a better shot at winning a Super Bowl, Damian? I have to go with Arizona on that one. Carolina's in a rebuilding phase. Huh? You know, and there's no really sign of when they're going to turn it around. Arizona is on the doorstep of the playoffs. So I got to go Arizona. All right. Okay. I like the explanation. Uh, what do you think, Nikki? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Arizona. I don't really think we're going to get much out of Carolina for the next few seasons. So, and Arizona's like mm, kind of like right there. Yeah, look, it, this is definitely a tough one, both of them. I think Arizona is a better team right now, but I think they play in a tougher division. So Carolina could get one of them lucky years, sneak in, and that's, you know, Super Bowl far-fetched, I think, for both of these teams right now. But the fact that Arizona plays in the NFC West and they're young and they're really good and, you know, the Super Bowl teams right now, I would say maybe Carolina has a better shot based on the division. 
I know Damian doesn't like what I just said right there because that's his division with New Orleans. <laughs> so, but maybe I'll go Carolina. I don't know. So you guys are going Cardinals, but the next team is again in Damian's division, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, do you guys think Damian, uh, Nikki, starting with you, I'm sorry. Do you think the Atlanta Falcons have a better chance than the Arizona Cardinals to win a Super Bowl going mm-hmm. forward? Oh man, this is hard. No, mm, no, not if that division stays as tough as it is that that NFC South is so tough. And let me see. They're rolling with Matt Ryan. He's a little bit streaky. Just got rid of Julio Jones. I'm going to stick with Arizona. Okay. All right. Sticking with Arizona. Okay. Damien, what are you going to do? You're going to stick with Arizona. You're going to go with Atlanta and Kyle Pitts. What? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I'm not going with Atlanta. Going with the Arizona Cardinals. Atlanta's going to suck this year. Be absolutely (laughs) trash. Their defense is still horrible. They're going to lose games 49 to 40. They're going to stink. (laughs) So going with the Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) I knew what he was going to say. I just wanted the reaction. That's what I go. That's all I wanted. Just how is he going to do it? (laughs) All right. So you guys are still on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I picked the Panthers because of the division, but I think the Falcons are better in that division. So weirdly enough, I'm going to go with the Falcons right now. Moving on to the next team, as you guys have the Cardinals, do they have a better chance at winning the Super Bowl than the Minnesota Vikings, Damian? Yeah, I got to go with the Cardinals over the Vikings. The Vikings do have talent there, uh, but I don't see them being better than – well, I guess I got to retract that. I was going to say better than the Packers, but we don't know the Packers going to have Aaron Rodgers on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in that division with them, you got the kneecap biters. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the Vikings could be right there. Yeah, and the Bears, yeah. So now the Vikings might have a shot to win that division. Um, but I still think come playoff time, the Cardinals will be the better team, even if the Cardinals don't win a division. I think they're the better team come playoff time. So I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. But just thinking about it in my head just now, the Vikings might win that division. It's very possible. Again, if Aaron Rodgers is not there, then between it, I think it's between them and the Bears. And that's something we're definitely going to get into when we do the NFC North, the black and blue division. Nikki, what do you think about this one, though? You stick it with Arizona? Or are you going to say Minnesota's got a better chance of winning a Super Bowl first? Minnesota's defense just just sketches me out, man. Like, they really could ruin some shit. Like, I don't trust that. Uh, I have more more trust in Arizona's offense to overcome, if anything. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Arizona right now. All right. All right. I I'm, I'm can't argue with you guys. You guys were going with Arizona in the beginning, and I went with Carolina just because of the division. Now the Vikings were up to. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, but I think that they can win a Super Bowl with another quarterback. And if they beef up that defense a little bit more, they have offensive weapons. Right now, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings. So through four teams right now, you guys have the Cardinals. I got the Vikings. And we can just all three of us laugh at the same time at the next team. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have to really discuss it. We're gonna all move guys on the cards going forward. Like I said, unless the kneecap biters, you know, literally do that to somebody, yeah. they're not moving on. <laughs> no. 
Oh, God, snorted. Why didn't you even put them on there? Oh, my God. What an embarrassment. All right, you guys ready to get tested right now? You two little punks that you are. How about the Tennessee Titans? <laughs> Damien, what do you think about that? Ooh. Yes, this is a tough one. Uh-huh. This is a tough one. Indeed it is. You got to think about their oh. division, AFC in total. Yeah. Now with the, the AFC South, uh, shout out to our, our guy, Mike Patton, touring the AFC South podcast. Uh, in the AFC South, they have a true chance to win that division again. And Arizona is in a tougher division in FC West with Seattle. San Francisco, I think, is going to make a big comeback this year. I know Jason's happy to hear that. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with Tennessee on this one. Okay. Okay. I understand your logic completely. Um, listen, uh, Nikki, you're still on the Cardinals, or are you going to jump to Tennessee right now? Do you think they have a better shot going forward to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I do, because I think they have a better defense than Arizona, and defense wins championships. Now, I will say Tennessee, I mean, they get close. They get damn close. Um, You just can't quite close the deal. Uh, Like I said, I don't buy that this is a good fit for Julio Jones, but I could be wrong. Maybe he is going to push them over the edge, but I definitely will move Tennessee on uh, over Arizona. Here's why I cannot go with Tennessee, guys. I, I can't do it. I cannot see Ryan Tannehill hoisting an, a Lombardi trophy. I just can't see it. I, I can't picture it. If somebody drew it for me, I'd say this is an alien from another planet holding up some sort of like, you know, magic ball or something like that. I cannot see Ryan Tannehill holding a Lombardi trophy, even with Derrick Henry carrying them. I can't see it. So I'm staying with the Vikings. I know it sounds weird, but, expect but a new quarterback. I can't picture Kirk Cousins, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> no, me either. I think it's going to be somebody else in like the next few years. Finally, out of there, it's going to be someone else. I don't know. Listen, maybe they can't be a- can't be as bad as Nick Foles. All right, now that yeah. <laughs> shit was heartbreaking. Let's <laughs> with the yeah, Eagles. That's about it. Yeah, really. No yeah, kidding. We, we've seen some quarterbacks that you don't think of as Super Bowl winning quarterbacks win the Super Bowl. So yeah. it, it can be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, so you guys are on the Titans now. I'm sticking with the Vikings. Like by a thread over here. The next team I think that we can all eliminate now, but soon maybe something big can happen over here. And that depends on their head coach and their rookie quarterback, Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, they have been crap, but it's a new (laughs) regime over there. Tennessee, you guys have right now, Nikki, do you think Tennessee win a Super Bowl before the flock of hair, the flowing Trevor Lawrence locks, and Urban Meyer on the sideline. Who do you think can win one first? Yes, I, I'm going to stick with Tennessee. Let me see this new vamp Jacksonville before everybody gets all crazy here. So, I, yeah, I'm going to stick with Tennessee. All right. All yeah. right, D, what do you got? Yeah, I got to stick with Tennessee. You know, sunshine, sunshine. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not going to be enough this year. Jacksonville, they're going to be going through rebuilding phase and trying to find their way this year. So it's definitely Tennessee with a better chance. Yeah, uh, I again, I, I hear you. I don't have uh, Tennessee. I have the Minnesota Vikings right now, and I don't know who their quarterback of the future is, but I do know who the one in Jacksonville is, and I'm going to scare the shit out of you guys right now, and I'm going to tell you that the Jacksonville Jaguars, for me, in my dumb list right now, have that better chance than Minnesota or Tennessee to win a Super Bowl <laughs> in the next three to five years. Maybe we got to think what? about what, what they what? have. They're going on here. Shut up and let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Think about what they have. They're young. I am thinking about what they have. That's exactly it. (laughs) They're a brand new team. They're building pieces around. If Trevor Lawrence is really what they think he is, why would this team not rise up to the top? When you have a top-notch quarterback, except for Detroit, Matthew Stafford, that does not count. That is an anomaly. When does a team with a top-notch quarterback not rise up to the top? Tell me. Now, I don't know if he's going to be that or not. Yeah. But, D, am I right on this or not? It still might take a long time, though. Like, usually those quarterbacks don't win. Unless you have Patrick Mahomes, you're not winning in the first few years. And also, Patrick Mahomes had Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and the defense ended up being decent eventually. They have so much to build. Like, right now, they have a house. They have a foundation. They got the cement down, but they don't have any bricks up. Like, they have so much to build to become a Super Bowl team. So, I think it's going to take them more than three or five years to get there. Yeah. Man, they were once a crap Yeah. Yeah, that might happen. But I remember them being a crap hands team and Blake Bortles taking them to the AFC Championship. Well, not him taking them, but at least him being the quarterback of it. That team was stacked everywhere else. Yeah. Say what now? I said that team with Blake Bortles was stacked everywhere else. They had, I said the team with Blake Bortles, yeah, they were stacked everywhere else. And, you know, Blake Bortles didn't have to be good. So now you're asking, you know, my man Sunshine to be a top five quarterback like Mm -hmm. right away with this team. And you got to give them time. And I do. And that's why I'm saying maybe three to five years. And what's wrong with that? Three to five years. I've seen plenty of quarterbacks come into the league and get their teams to the championships in three to five years. Even Jimmy Garoppolo helped the 49ers when he first started in his freaking whole entire life and helped to get them there. So look, Trevor Lawrence, I'm projecting that he's going to be a top-notch quarterback, maybe top five in the next three to five years, and they will build a team around him because you know what? They don't have to pay him big money, guys. He's got a small, tiny little four-year contract with a fifth-year option. They're giving him $38 million or something like that. They have money, and they will build around him, and that is why Jacksonville will have a good team. Thank you, Chris, my man. God bless you. They will build around him until his contract time is up. That's exactly what's going to freaking happen, and Jacksonville will have a shot, and that's why I'm taking them over. Minnesota, Ryan freaking Tannehill can get freaking lost right now. Not going to happen. Atlanta, whatever, Arizona. So that's my logic, guys. I know you hate it, but Chris loves it, and Chris is better than both. No, I'm just kidding. Chris is all of us. All one family. We love each other. We're all the same one. But, no, that's my logic. So that's why I'm going Jacksonville. They're my team right now. You guys are still sticking with Ryan Tannehill hoisting up a trophy. But good luck with that one. The next team on the Mm -hmm. list, same division, Houston Texans. (laughs) They haven't won one. I don't think they're ever going to win one, guys, honestly. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we don't don't need to talk about them at all. Well, we got to talk about this one. They had four freaking tries at it in a row, and they never won one. And that is a team that we just talked about coming in first place in the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills. Now what you got? Tennessee versus Buffalo. Nikki, take it away, girl. Um, I will go ahead and move Buffalo because I just think they are more dynamic. 
Derrick Henry has to literally carry Tennessee. Again, I'm not a fan of Julio Jones moving over there to Tennessee. Don't think it's a right fit. I think Buffalo is going to be explosive. That offense is going to be really tough to stop. So I'm going to move Buffalo ahead of Tennessee. All right. And just got to say that, Chris, man, he just said that you just busted out laughing when I said Houston. And that was it. He just got a kick out of that one right there. That's funny stuff. <laughs> Chris, I love he's a man. Oh, boy. All right. So, Nick, you sticking with or going with Buffalo, I should say? I'm going with Buffalo. All right. Damien, what about you? It's time. No one circles the wagons <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so, yes, I got to go with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> And you know what? So do I. Even though I love Jacksonville's idea and project, uh, Buffalo is so ready to win the Super Bowl, maybe even this year or the year after that. So that's why I definitely have to put Buffalo over there. So they finally overtake the team that I kept switching around. I went with Atlanta. I went with freaking Minnesota. I went all over the place, but ended up in Jacksonville. Now I'm with Buffalo with all you guys. So now we're all on the same page, the Buffalo Bills have the best chance to win the Super Bowl, but I got three teams left. One of them made the playoffs last year in the same division. No, I'm sorry, the same conference in the AFC, and that would be my Cleveland Browns, since none of you believed in them, and I believed in them and told you they were going to the playoffs last year. But are they a Super Bowl contender over Buffalo? Damien, what say you? It goes back to that quarterback thing you were talking about. I cannot picture mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield with his mustache holding up <laughs> the Lombardi Trophy, right? He would have to get carried there by Nick Chubb. So for me, I got to go with Josh Allen, who looks like a Super Bowl winning quarterback right now and has a better team in Buffalo. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Going with the Buffalo Bills. And I don't blame you one bit over there. Cleveland, even though they're looking good, things are happening over there. Yeah, it'd be weird to see Baker hoisting up that trophy. I can't picture it right now, Nikki. What What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I think now I'm not going to stick know. with Buffalo here. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured that you'd stick with. So <laughs> we're stick with Buffalo. We got another team in that same division as the Cleveland Browns, and that would be a team that lost a couple of Super Bowls to who? The San Francisco Forty Freaking Niners, baby, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Sorry, Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> And all you freaking, you know, Boomer Esiason and all you guys out there, Icky Woods, Icky Shuffle, nah, ain't going to happen. So it's Buffalo over Cincinnati. Do we really have to talk about this, guys? Nope. No, but I do believe no? they have a Super Bowl winning. I do believe they have a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Burrow, but Josh Allen has the tools around him. Mm-hmm. They'll definitely be there the next few years. Cincinnati, I, think it t- I can see it taking a while. Mm-hmm. I can see Yeah, okay, I'm with you, but I th- – they have something to build off of. They were looking decent with Joe Burrow last year. They have to get an offensive line, and we all, you know, they they picked up Jamar Chase. We all thought, or most of us thought, I believe that they were going to go with Penae Sewell. Uh, Nikki, you, you had that right with Jamar Chase there. So he's got another guy to throw to, but he can't be on his butt all the time and have a you know a David Carr type of thing happening to him. So there's definitely promise there uh, in Cincinnati, and I love Joe Mixon. We love Joe Mixon. All right, last team who showed a lot of promise but just couldn't quite win those close games last year. But they were there every freaking time. They made it to one Super Bowl. They lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1979, and that was the San Diego Super Chargers. Now they're the Los Angeles Chargers. The uniforms suck, but do they have a better chance, Damian, than the Buffalo Bills to win a Super Bowl coming up soon? Oh, man, I do like the Chargers. 
I do. Justin uh, Herbert, man. Looking good. Justin Herbert is somebody who you can picture holding Lombardi trophy, right? He has all the tools. He looked great last year. Just don't let your coach cut your hair anymore. <laughs> Outside of that, <laughs> Outside of that, he's doing great. Uh, but Buffalo, Josh Allen being a top five QB, the talent they have there, they're going to be trying to get the Super Bowl the next few years. Like They're going to be all in these next few years trying to get that Super Bowl. So I got to go with Buffalo. I hear you. And yeah, yeah, Chris maybe. jumping in. Cincy, six years. He's, Chris is saying Cincy in six years. All right. Maybe even a little bit less than that, but six years, I'll give you if they can develop that team. But if they give Joe Burrow that big contract, they better have players around him. Know that about it. All right. So um, Los Angeles Chargers, Nikki, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Williams, uh, Austin Eckler. Great offense. Derwin James coming back on defense. What do you think? Do they have a shot, a better shot than Buffalo winning the Super Bowl in the next upcoming years? No. I mean, maybe eventually, but not, no. no. Buffalo is just going to go hard and it's like Super Bowl or bust. Like that is their goal. They are just, they're just a more complete team. So Buffalo for me. Yeah, you know, again, I, I, I am going to go with Buffalo because I feel like they could even win it this year or at the maybe even latest next year. And the Chargers, I like what they got going on, but they're playing the same damn division as Patrick Mahomes and them Chiefs. And right now, Patrick Mahomes and them Chiefs are just Super Bowl bound every single season, man. So unbelievable for them. So that's the list of our 12 teams who have not won the Super Bowl. And we all ended up on the Buffalo Bills, even though I changed mine like four or five times. But we all end mm-hmm. up on the Buffalo Bills as the team who has not won the Super Bowl that will be the next one to go. So, all right. I thought that was fun. A little something different. We haven't done anything like that on the show before. But yeah, that was good. We have done man, things like no, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yes, but you too, especially. I hope everybody enjoyed it, you know. But uh, we're going to enjoy a little something else. We got a little uh, little black sheep in the house talking go. a little bit. Here, Here we go. go. Here they go. Here they go. This or that, this or that, this or that, this or that. Yeah, come on. This. Who's the black sheep? What's the black sheep? Oh. No, not who I am or when I'm coming, so I guess it's cool. What's the thing? Oh, but what's the thing? It's fair. Oh. No, not who I am or when I'm coming, so I guess it's cool. Yeah. That's how we do it, baby. We're going to get over here. We try and we know Nikki's dancing too. Don't even try to play around, Nikki. We know you're dancing right there. Of course, of course. <laughs> and we are playing this because it is this or that time, and this or that. If you don't know about it, we're going to tell you about it right now. It's what's basically more likely to happen. So we'll have one statement, and we'll have another statement, and we're going to figure out which one is more likely to happen. So it's this or that, this or that. And Nikki, you mentioned Gwen before, and I'm going to ask you a question right now. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani will last five years, or the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl in the next five years? And Nikki, oh, you love this question. Oh, God. Why do you do this to me? You know, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> I love you. Show. I really do. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. I see. Um, no, no, what's body and Blake Shelton? Man, they, they they better go like 10 20 years. I, I just say I can't deal with the Cowboys. 
So Blake's on like his 38th marriage. Gwen's on her 13th, something like that. No, I'm playing. Okay, and the Cowboys are on like their 20th year of losing. So way to go. Bam, bam. Nice (laughs) shot, right? Excellent. What do you think, Damien? You think these two clowns stay together for five years or Dak and the Cowboys pull off a Super Bowl? I think that this question is bananas. (laughs) B-A-N-A-N-A-S. No, I mean, that is how I smell bananas, though. No, when I have to smell bananas, that. is what I do. <laughs> that was freaking <laughs> awesome, man. Way to go. Oh, but, yeah, I got to go with Gwen and Blake lasting before the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. I got to go with that one. All right, I'm just going to hold gonna, that one. That, you're going to prove that she's no holler back, girl. This is why he's the best. He's the president of the show. This man runs the whole damn thing. He's the man. (laughs) Freaking love it. Way to go. All right. Who's got the next one? Damien, you got one? Yeah, I got one. So mine is football based. Which record will be broken first? Most interceptions in a season, which is held by Night Train Lane. Talk about a way back right there. He had 14 interceptions in yeah. 1952. Or the most Dallas rushing Cowboy, Nikki. Dallas Cowboy, Nikki. Sorry. Yeah. Uh. Or the rushing record by Eric Dickerson, which is 2,105 yards. So which record is more likely to be broken? Most interceptions with 14 or rushing yards at 2,105? Nick, you mm. want to take it? You my boy James Bradbury breaks the record. I, I'm gonna go with interceptions just because I, I just because I feel like I want the Giants to do it. <laughs> Fourteen is tough, man. Fourteen is really hard. If you get to Definitely. ten, you're a freaking superstar, you know. I know. I know. Look, they expanded to seventeen games. There's gonna be people out. There's gonna be running backs out there who're gonna you know be up to eighteen, nineteen hundred yards by the fifteenth game and say, "Yo, I'm going for this damn thing, man," and break mm-hmm. Eric Dickens, Dickerson's record. I think that's more likely to happen. So I'll go with this. <laughs> what do you think, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I got to go with the rushing record just because of the extra game. If I was a running back, though, like if you were a running back and you had 2,000 and, say, 50 yards going into week 17, do you feel the same breaking the record with an extra game? Now, that's a great question. Personally, no. I wouldn't feel right. Yeah. Almost like in baseball, everybody hated Roger Maris because they played um, – I think it was six extra games or eight extra games, whatever it was, to break break uh, Babe Ruth's record at the time. So oh, okay. it, it, it is kind of tilted a little bit. But I'll tell you what, if any running back gets the 2,000 yards in 16 games and then can break the record in the 17th game, I'll give him props. Yeah, it's definitely deserving of props because it's hard to do regardless, 16, 17, even no 18 doubt. games to get that amount of – yards but for me i just would feel right like eric dixon have to come down to the field and like hand me the little record ball that they do <laughs> and stuff like that night you probably would talk a little trash too like took you extra game to do this yeah <laughs> as he gives you the ball be wearing the goggles too wearing <laughs> goggles out there Damn, i know i see you i see you you need one more game son i see you <laughs> but with the, the record I think the interception record may stay forever because it's so hard to get interceptions now mm-hmm. uh, with quarterbacks getting better and better. And, you know, you're not able to rough up wide right, receivers the way you were able to back in the past. Night Trey Lane was out there clotheslining people. So <laughs> you're, not, yeah. you're not able to do that anymore. So I think the interception record might last forever. 
If he, I think if he gets broke by anybody, it's going to be a safety. Because it's a passing league, and things are thrown over the top so much. It could be a safety. Like if Ed Reed was in the game right now, I've, he would have double digit interceptions every every single season. He may be one of those guys, but yeah, fourteen. God, especially. Oof, that's that's really hard. Really hard. Yeah. All right, Nikki, what do you got? Well, you know, I like to do who's more likely. So, ah. <laughs> out of three of us, who is more likely to eat an entire pizza by themselves in under a half hour? An entire pizza <laughs> by themselves in under a half hour? I take myself out. I'm out. There's no way I can. cannot do it. I couldn't do Honestly, it in yeah. freaking two days. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, because, yeah, Jason doesn't like pizza like that. Yeah. Um, so for I me, I live in Florida. Me. You think I'm gonna eat a whole freaking pie? I live in Florida. The pizza sucks down here. I'm not eating a whole damn pie. What are you nuts? I would have been New York. New York pizza. Well, say what if it's flown from New York, still hot and ready? Then I will, I will eat the hell out. Of it. it wouldn't even you last a half it. hour. You will have gone it. That's minutes. what I'm saying. So this is Ooh. New York pizza. This is New York pizza in okay. under a half hour. All right. I will house the hell out of that thing in 15 <laughs> minutes, guaranteed. You're going to price the right to shit out of me again? Are you going to say you can do it in 14 minutes? I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it in 14 minutes. The, when I was a teenager, I would devour a whole medium pizza like it was nothing. <laughs> um, now I'm more four slices, six I'm really, really hungry. But it's been a long time since I did a whole pizza. Six? <laughs> yeah. I guess Nikki's out, too. She's saying six. She's having a freaking heart attack over here, God forbid. So she's not going to be. Oh, my God. Nikki, yeah, I, guys, I know guys can eat a lot, Nikki, a lot more. Yeah. Nikki, do you like the Sicilian? And Damien, if you've had it also, like the square, the Sicilian pizza, or do you prefer the, you know, the regular uh, triangle action? I hate Sicilian pizza. Really? Ooh. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Just really? give me a regular, it, huh? yeah. Just give me, give me my regular slice, and that's it. I'm good. Yeah, my regular you slice with the stuffed crust at the end. stuffed crust, baby. That's when you top it off right there. That's great stuff, man. Yeah, that's you fold crazy. it up. You gotta yeah, Nick, fold it up. Okay, I know you fold it, Damien. Do you fold your pizza? Uh, depends on the pizza. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. But I haven't had like an authentic okay. New York pizza yet. So, wait, what's the yeah, other method gotta... other than folding? What house you eat it? Just straight up putting two hands on the crust and just like chopping oh, in the middle. Oh, okay, all right, all right. You know, you gotta have some New York pizzas. You got it's uh, number one on your bucket list. I don't know your bucket list, but make that number one. <laughs> but he'll move to New York because of New York pizza. Not, when he's I go living to New York, in the land, we have You have yeah. to. Yeah, when I go to New York, I'm definitely having the pizza and the bagels. Like, that's the first two things I'm no doing. Doubt. No doubt. Pizza and bagels, <laughs> you are set. Make sure it's a well-done bagel also. And you are, will be, um, you'll never leave, man. You'll never leave. But you live in, like, such glory right now. You're living in the land of the Suns, the Valley, the champions who could be right now. It's got to be hot over there in Arizona. I ain't even talking about the weather. Yeah, it's hot both ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> I saw Kendrick Perkins doing an interview out there. He just came in from the AC. He goes, "Yo, man, I'm going to be sweating in about two seconds." I see just dripping <laughs> things from falling out of his face, man. Where I'm like, "Yo, just take off the damn jacket, bro. It's all good. We know you're big. It's okay. It's all good." <laughs> yeah, nah, it's, it's rough uh, out here. Like, it's got to be a rough place to have the NBA Finals in July. Like, it's it's, it's a little rough. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, for real. 
it, it, it's like 115 degrees of dry heat, but damn, I, I got this stuff in Florida, so what am I going to do? All right, let's get another one over here. I, I got three. Let me ask another one. A non-quarterback – all right, listen up. A non-quarterback wins MVP or the receptions record is broken, the single-season receptions record held by Mr. Michael Thomas right now, or a non-quarterback wins an MVP. Damien, what do you think happens first? Mm. Interesting, extra, right? Yeah, it's, in, it's interesting. That extra game is going to give some wide receiver a chance. Mm-hmm. It's okay. still so tough, though. You think about how many catches Michael Thomas had that year. It's a ridiculous amount. Even with the extra Great. game, it's going to take somebody to have like a Herculean-type effort to get to that record. And a mm-hmm. non-QB winning MVP is very hard, too. Like Both of these are tough. But I can see... If say if Derrick Henry has another two thousand yard season and carries Tennessee to the playoffs, I can see him getting MVP, especially if he does it back to back. Because then people will feel like they have to give it to him. It'll be more of the story. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Nikki, I can see like a Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. We talked about these guys, you know, a Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. even you know something like that, you know, or maybe even a wide receiver who just has who goes for nineteen hundred, two thousand yards and. 15 16 touchdowns i mean you can't deny something like that yeah no that's who i thought of right away it was like i could see like derrick henry getting that so i'll go with the non-qb winning mvp okay all right so non-qb over the receptions um i would agree with you guys yeah i agree i'm not sure who it's going to be but they got to stop giving it to quarterbacks every freaking year just if you want to have a separate quarterback award then go freaking do that that's fine but there are other players on the field, like there's, he's got ten teammates with him. He can't do the freaking job by himself. So, give some love to the other people, please. All right, who's got another one? D. Nikki, who's got another one? Uh, I'm out. You're out. Yeah, I, uh, Nick, I have, you out? No, I have more. If you want another, who's likely? Oh, great. Yeah, let's go. Love this. Okay. Stuff. Who is most likely? <laughs> To give a homeless person money, but then take it back. <laughs> but take it back? Oh, Jesus. You oh, asked man. the question, you. If you <laughs> asked the question, you brought this conjure to there, then you are the answer. You would take it. You're like, I can picture you like he's got like a like a can out there. You like slap a coin in the can and more coins come up and you rip them right off. I could totally see it happening <laughs> in New Jersey. I would only reason I would say Nikki is because she <laughs> she wouldn't see his Dallas Cowboy hat and she actually gives him the money. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboy like hat that. gets revealed and she snatches it back. She's like, You can't have this <laughs> as a cowboy fan. And yeah, probably. Yeah, pro- I would probably go with me. It would be something like that. Yeah, you can see Dallas hat, Philly hat. That, whoop, whoop. Never mind. <laughs> That is why Damien's the brains of the operation, guys. That is freaking excellent. Wow. Okay. All right. I got one more. Jennifer Aniston gets married again, or a new Batman movie will be made again. What are we going with? Because we've gone Batman since, like, Michael freaking Keaton, or all the way back to who knows God knows what playing Batman. I forgot the guy's name, Adam something or other, but – do we see another Batman movie with a new Batman character, or does Jennifer Jennifer Aniston find a new husband and she lives blissfully forever? Nikki, what do you think? Um, I think 
Batman because Jennifer Aniston <laughs> seems to be very mm -hmm. happy being single and she said she doesn't want kids and you know not every guy can okay. roll with it. So I think Batman. That's a logical answer. All right, D, what do you think? Are you gonna be illogical? No, I'm gonna agree with Nikki and say Batman as well. Because Batman, the story of Batman is classic, and people always wanted to try to make the newest and best Batman. They're gonna try to top the ones that was with uh who was it, Christian Bale. They're gonna try to yeah. top those ones because people think of those as the best Batman movies. They're gonna try to they top are. it and have you know somebody with like Ben Affleck talking like this. Because uh -huh. can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna try to do it and hopefully it's a good one. But they're DC is never gonna give up on Batman. So I definitely can see another Batman movie being made. Yeah, I can see another Batman movie being made, but I don't know who's gonna be how long are they gonna stick with Ben Affleck for? That's what I'm wondering. Ben Affleck, that's funny. He dated uh, Jennifer Aniston, didn't he? They dated, didn't they, at one point? Nikki, you would know remember. this stuff. You watch yeah. all the reality crap. J Lo, I think. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, it was Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Oh, it was Jennifer. Oh, well, he still he did really good for himself, lucky bastard. Yeah, definitely did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's all right. So you guys both say a new Batman is going to come out before Jennifer. I don't know. I think someone's going to sweep her right off her feet. And I know who that guy is. He's standing right here. Right here. Root, if I can't have Maria you, Taylor, Jake. then I'll have Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Jen. Oh, she just texted me. No, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> oh, man, that was fun. Uh, Nikki, do you have one more of who's most likely to be what? Yes, I do. Okay. I know right. I know. I we're, all, we're, we're all coupled up and stuff, so let's think back in the day. Out of the three of us, who is most likely to have always been known as a heartbreaker? As a heartbreaker? Mm. Only when I was a heartbreaker. Oh. Well, from what I, I saw from Damien's video. <laughs> I, I, well, you see, I was I was going to go with Nikki also. I was going to give you some love, though, with what I saw in that video. I mean, damn, bro, you are, you, you're something else. But Nikki, look, she got the looks. I mean, she's probably turning guys down left and right. Look, look at my damn ring. I'm freaking married, all right? Would you freaking stop already? <laughs> so, Nikki, I, I got to go with you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with D. <laughs> you go with D. No, I, I had I had my time. I definitely had my time uh <laughs> where I was I was breaking some hearts and got my heart broken as well. It, it went both ways <laughs> with mine. Uh so yeah, I would go Nikki though. I would go Nikki just because women breaks more guys' hearts than even because pe people think it's the other way around, but women are more heartbreakers than men are. Mm. They the are. silence. I don't know. You, you guys just. <laughs> 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 I've done my fair share of. You know what it is like. It doesn't take me long, and I'm like, nah, I'm not feeling it. You know what I mean? And then people get attached. I don't like when people get attached. Leave me alone. Like, go do your own thing. Don't smother me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we made the right decision. It's Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is fantastic. I love it. I love it. I'm out. Damien's out. Nikki, I don't know if you have any left. Uh, no, I'm out. All right. All right. Well, we're out for that segment of this or that. You know, we always try to dance and play along and have a good time. We had a great show also. Again, absolutely love it. Nikki, Nick, you killed it on the freaking knowledge with Nikki. Absolutely great questions. Love it. Damien won. Congratulations. But Nikki, 
Tell them what's up. Tell them reality shows, where you're at. You're tweeting. What's happening? Yeah, tweeting as always at Nikki Nick 9384. Got a lot of love on my below deck tweets this uh, past Monday. So follow me for reality TV. Football season's coming. So there'll be lots of ranting going on. Um, yeah, that's about oh, it. Yeah. Make sure you catch up on below deck. Oh, well, I got to catch up on it. I feel uh, like of course. Of course. <laughs> you have yeah, to catch up to like I, I, I got to flip into channels the other day and uh-huh. I saw it below deck. I'm like, oh my god, it exists. <laughs> it's a real show. I couldn't believe it. Yes, I it's have to catch up on below deck. Oh, like man. Nikki has to catch up on everything in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to get one of these. We got to get some of these movies. Ever good like, that we have to get some of these movies. Yeah, I got to. I watched Independence Day this weekend. Oh. Not for the first time, but for the first time in a very long time since I was oh, okay. probably a kid. Okay. All right, we no, got to get classic. new ones in there. We got to get new ones. <laughs> yeah. Classic's great, but we also got to get you, you know, breathing some new oxygen with some other different types of movies. You got to, you know, broaden your horizons a little <laughs> bit. You can do it. I know you can. Even may not have a lot of time, but we'll get to it. Damien, you've been rocking and rolling, brother. Tell them all about it. Yeah, so you can follow me on all social media platforms at the real deal WDA. That's the real deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. And you can go ahead and check out my podcast, The Real Deal with Damian Adams, on all platforms. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and check out The Real Deal with Damian Adams on that same platform. We lost Jay, but you can go ahead and follow him at Sports Profit One. That's profit as in he knows the future. Go ahead and check him out on Twitter. Great follow for all things football, all things sports. For me on Twitter, you're getting basketball, boxing, football season once it starts. You know, some funny things here and there. And, of course, Nikki with the reality TV. So until next time, we'll see you. Peace. Bye. Let's see. Stop watching. I can't end the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, we will just We're done though. Studio. <laughs> this is live TV at its finest. Yeah, really. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we can't end the show. <laughs> I guess we'll come back in, right? Yeah, I don't know if like if we leave the studio, I don't want to leave it. Oh, see if we get Jay back in because Jay has to end the session. I don't want to just leave it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> right at the last like two seconds, of course. Yeah, I don't think I can. I don't like I said. I don't want to leave it. Let's see what he says. <laughs> oh, that was you. Get back in. <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> so you you do have to catch up on Below Deck. Did you start the season at all? No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. So to. I got to catch up. Usually, like I'll catch up on it because I see your tweets. Yeah. And then I'll start watching. So, yeah, I got to catch up on it. But this weekend, 
what movie are you watching? We're putting you through <laughs> it. We're making you watch a movie this weekend. Which movie is it? I got to commit to it. Yes. I feel like, all right, if, if, if Friday's on Bravo, then I'll probably roll with that. But I feel like I do want to watch Training Day. Training Day is on Netflix. You don't have to <laughs> try to watch it and catch it and be lucky, you know, with Friday. Training Day is still on there. Okay. Watch Training Day this weekend so we can talk about the next episode. Okay. So we can see exactly what you does. Yes. And I'm going to have Jason text your husband. Make sure that you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> he right. would love nothing more than to just be like, yeah, Nick, let's watch movies all weekend. Yes. he need You need to give him that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Uh oh. Should we just try to leave, or I don't know because I don't want it to because we can't just end and not have. Hold on, one second. Having issues? Let me see. Let me help me out. <laughs> Let's see what it says here. Mm, let me see if we hit the three. Remove from stream. Edit name. Edit. Let me see. Should I just text him and like if we leave the studio, yeah. will it end? <laughs> oh, oh, there he is. Issues. The oh, name wait, of the game is issues. I, I don't know how that even happened, man. That's crazy. Oh man, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> My fault. My fault. Now you All right, did. Oh, there you got like an extra three minutes of behind the scenes. I don't know how that even <laughs> happened, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But of course, it happens at the end of the show, right? <laughs> but yeah, I was just telling them before you left that you were at Sports Profit One. Ah, well, thank you. Thank you. I know, I know you took care of it for me. Just Sports Profit, Twitter, that's where I'm at. See me on third and three. 49 is uh, pro- podcast coming up, all that good stuff. But Damien, you're doing your thing, man. I love it. I keep following <laughs> it. So I'll keep sharing it, baby. Appreciate it, sir. So let's go ahead and end this so we can get out of here with the record still intact. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Let's do that. All right, guys. Great show. Peace. See you next time.